You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Dr. Gary Chapman is coming to our area February 4th and 11th for the Five Love Languages Marriage Conference, where he is going to encourage us so many ways in our relationship, like Communication 101 and how to initiate positive change, but also really practical topics like how to share the things that bug you. We all need help in this. Dr. Chapman, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you. It's so good to have you with us this morning. And as we talk about those things that bug us, you know, it's so interesting because I think when we're first uh, uh, engaged and dating, we think we have so many similarities and we find out after the fact sometimes that uh, those similarities or those things that we thought were so adorable that were different, maybe start getting under our skin. What do we do about that? (laughs) Well, anyone that's been married for a little while can fully identify with that situation. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember one of the things early on that blew me away was the way my wife loaded a dishwasher. (laughs) You know, I just believe if you organize things, nothing will get broken and everything will get clean. (laughs) She loaded a dishwasher like she's playing Frisbee, you know. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I do have a session excuse me, a session in which I deal with how, how do you share the things that, that really do bug you? Mm-hmm. And and many, many times there are little things like that. I mean, it seems big at the time, you know. Uh, but I talk about choosing the right place, and it should never be in front of other people. It should always be in private. You know, so the subject of cooking comes up. And he said, well, you know, Betsy here's uh, not the best cook in the world, but, you know, da, da, well, you know, inside she's thinking, man, he's saying that in front of all my friends. Yeah, better to do it in private, not in front of other people, you know. Mm-hmm. And and before you bring up something, tell them three things that you like about them. <laughs> you know, honey, da-da-da, da-da-da, da-da-da. And I, I'm just so, I, I'm lucky to be married to you, you know. Uh, but I, I want to share one one thing with you that, that really does bug me. and And you share it. They're far more likely to hear you and be responsive if you affirm them. Otherwise, they're thinking, you bring up something, and they think, oh, man, I do this and this and this and this and this, and they bring up that, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, choosing to create a positive climate before you share that thing. Yeah, I I think— Oh, go ahead. You know, I was going to say, I think that's so key because I guess what that does is it allows them to not be so defensive because they know that you are appreciating them and you do see those good qualities. But there's we all have room for improvement, if we're honest. So I think that just helps to kind of soften the conversation. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think another thing is we have to recognize there's some things about our spouse that we're going to have to accept. Either they cannot change, or for some reason they will not change. You know, I remember when my wife said to me, she said, Honey, if it's so important to you the way the dishwasher is loaded, why don't you load it? (laughs) (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I thought, hmm, okay. (laughs) But you've been loading it ever since, I hear. I've been loading it ever since, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. And it's not all that bad because I'm the one that unloads it anyway. I'm the morning person. I was already unloading it, you know, but I was picking up broken glass when she loaded it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
And so, uh, so there so are some, some things, things we have to accept. But how do we know the difference? Well, I think it's different with different couples. It's just if you, you know, if if you if they say that they're trying, but you just don't see any difference, you just have to recognize that it's never it's never going to be different here. You know, you know, there there are some people, for example, who are not wired to keep up with their car keys. <laughs> that's every right. Every time they get ready to go, they say, "Where where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where are yeah, my keys? that's so true. <laughs> and I don't care how many hooks you put in the garage and say, oh, hang them on the hook. They're not going to hang them on the hook. They're just not wired, you know, to do that. But maybe they didn't get a gene for that. I don't know if it's genetic or <laughs> if it's right. a choice. Mm-hmm. I take it that's one of the things that uh, you have handled no problem and maybe someone else in your house does not. <laughs> but really there are some beauty in the differences that God has given us and the way that he's made us. Uh, talk about some of that uh, beauty about the fact that God purposely made us very different from each other. Yeah, it's always the case, and what we want to do is celebrate the differences, rather than cursing the you know the, the differences. Uh, so celebrate them. You know, for example, my wife is a wonderful cook. I can't cook. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it great? I have a wife who can cook. You know, <laughs> well, it's a little thing to wash the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. You know, I'll do that. I've done that all these years. You know, I do it until I die and have the ability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting fed. Exactly. <laughs> so, we you know, we have to look for the ways in which our differences are positive. There's always positive things in our differences. And if we realize that marriage has to do with being partners in life. You know, when God looked at Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone, I'm going to make him a helper. I'm going to make him a partner that's suitable for him. And and when we recognize that, that that's that's the whole thing about marriage is we, we bring our gifts, our abilities, our differences together, and we're going to work together as a team. And if we're shooting each other, you know, and putting each other down, we, we're not going to have a winning marriage. But if we begin to say let's 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 figure this out let's work as a team and let's let's solve our differences here let's uh, focus on the things that we appreciate about each other and let's create a positive atmosphere any couple can have a positive atmosphere mm-hmm. it has to do with the choices we make in our mind about how we're going to approach these things we're talking with Dr. Gary Chapman. This this practical but such insightful wisdom is what you're going to receive all day, either February 4th or 11th at the Five Love Languages Marriage Conference. Well, as you're talking about this, Dr. Chapman, I'm thinking about the fact that even Jesus, I mean, this was maybe a little different scenario, but one of the things that Jesus said uh, to his disciples when he was teaching is sometimes you need to look at the log in your own eye before you take out the speck in someone else's. Now, that was probably dealing with sin and maybe other issues, but the concept of sometimes we have to look at ourselves, and that's really hard because it's so easy to pick out maybe the issues that someone else has, but it's so much harder to see it in ourselves. Isn't that true? Oh, you're exactly right. You know, sometimes in my counseling, after I've talked a bit, I'll say to a couple, I'm going to put the two of you in separate rooms for 10 minutes, and I want you to make me a list of all the things that are wrong with your spouse. (laughs) Just tell me where you feel like they're failing. They will sit down and write for 10 minutes, come back to my office. I read those that list silently, and I say to them, you know, you, you did a good job with this. And they did because they identified for me what they think the problem is. 
And then I say, now I'm going to send you back for 10 more minutes, and I want you to make me a list of where you're failing in the marriage. They will write down one. Most of the time they'll write (laughs) one right away. But they sit there and sit there trying to think of number two. Mm. So it's just by nature. I mean, we we think the other person's the problem. And as long as we're hitting them with the things that we think are wrong with them, uh, we're, we're just destroying our marriage. But if we say to God, in the light of what Jesus said that you just mentioned, Lord, you know my husband, you know my wife, you know how awful they are. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to know is, where am I failing mm-hmm. in my marriage? God will answer that prayer. Now, he'll not give you all of your failures on the same night because that would kill you. you know? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but he'll give you enough mm-hmm. that you begin to say, okay, Lord. I want to work on these things. I want to make this different. And when you start working on that, you know, chances are your spouse is going to notice it. And so, you know, I, I, one of the things, that's, other things I suggest to couples is, what if you say to your spouse, I've been thinking about how I could be a better husband or a better wife, and I'd like for you to give some thought to it, and I'd like for you to give me one thing that I could do differently that would make me a better spouse. And if you want to throw in a couple of things that you like about me first, that'd be fine too. But but <laughs> so you're just saying one thing, and and you start doing that for two or three weeks, and you and your spouse will tell you one thing, and you start working with those things. Probably it will not be more than three weeks. Your spouse will say, "Well, you you know, uh, yeah, you you've been doing this. Let me let me do this for you. Mm-hmm. What, what? How about you giving me one thing this week?" Oh, that's Ooh. just so practical. Now they're asking for yeah. it. You know? <laughs> because when we are so critical, we can, uh, you know, just have criticism after criticism to the point where our spouse is like, well, am I doing anything right? right. <laughs> and so when you uh, just have one thing that uh, you can work on and, and when you uh, really are wanting the best for each other, doesn't it kind of boil down to wanting the best for each other, not looking out for the worst? Yeah, it does take uh, what I'm calling an attitude of service. You know, Jesus said to his disciples after he washed their feet, I'm your leader, and in my kingdom, the leader serves. And so if we have the attitude of Christ toward our spouse, you know, I'm in this relationship to serve you, to enrich your life, to help you to help you become the person you believe God wants you to become. We're moving in the right direction. But it takes an attitude because by nature, we're all self-centered. You know, we want to be happy and we focus on our being happy rather than finding out the needs of our spouse and seeking to meet them. Well, Dr. Chapman, finally, what kind, what part can humor play in all of this? When we recognize that we're different, some things we're just going to have to accept, other things we can communicate but do it lovingly and gently. But what part does all of this um, have to do with humor? How can we kind of laugh at ourselves and with our spouse. Well, I do think humor is important. Mm-hmm. And that's why in my, in my all-day seminar and in my date nights that I'm doing all across Florida that week between the two Saturday events, uh, I, I talk about it. And I use a lot of humor in, in my conference, you know, uh, because I believe we can laugh and learn at the same time. I don't tell jokes. I'm just talking about real life can be humorous. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think if a couple realizes that it's, it's healthy to laugh, it's physically healthy to laugh. And so I think if we realize this and look for things that are comical, and sometimes the things that bug us can also be comical. In fact, I look in the dishwasher. Sometimes when I have to be away at night and my wife loads the dishwasher, <laughs> I look in there and laugh. 
You know, the knife is laying horizontal, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all kind of things. But but, but I'm going to tell you this. You know, my wife had cancer 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and she came through all of that after mm-hmm. chemo and lost her hair and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And she's fine now. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I look in there, and I just say, oh, God, I'm so glad she's still here. Oh. She could put those <laughs> knives in there horizontally, you know. Mm-hmm. Perspective. <laughs> what a great perspective that they're yeah. here. They're here to bug you. <laughs> they're here to drive you yeah. a little crazy. <laughs> what if they weren't? Oh, that makes such a big difference. Well, this is just an example, again, of the wisdom, the the humor, even the real-life examples that you're going to get at the Five Love Languages Marriage Conference and all-day Saturday event, either February 4th in West Palm Beach or February 11th in Fort Lauderdale. You can get all the details either at our webpage, ericandbridget.org, or if you text LOVE to 561-737-6035, we'll send you both those conference dates and ways to register. Dr. Chapman, thank you so much for your time today day and for the time you're going to spend in Florida in just a few weeks. We appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. You keep it warm, okay? 